The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Good afternoon, Mac and Theo with you here this week long. With I think um, I think this is one of the most important studies that you and I, and I'm not talking just about Theo and I, but you listening too. I think this week is going to be one of the most important studies in free will um, that you're ever going to hear. And I, I'm, I don't overplay that. I don't start each show with telling you, boy, I tell you what, this is going to be the best show in the world. You wait. I hope every show is good, and some are the best. But the topic of this one, I believe, is at the meat of Christianity. It is the meat of how sin impacts us, and there's no one better than Paul uh, in the book of Romans to study this very thing. All right, uh, Theo, why don't you read 14 through uh, seven, or through 17, and let's get an idea of where we're starting here in the book of Romans chapter 7. Okay, Matt, can we start off with a prayer first? You bet, yeah. Okay, let's bow our hearts. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to study the book of Romans. Thank you for the good news, the gospel. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He rose on the third day, according to the scriptures. In that process, he gave us the free gift of salvation through faith only. And now may everything we say and do be honoring to you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, Mac. Go ahead. Now you want me to read uh, 14 through 17. Yeah, and then we'll just talk about where that is, uh, because there's not a less important a part of this half of seven anywhere. So we'll just make sure the listener hears all of it. Yeah, well, we're all going to identify with it. So here goes. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of flesh, sold into bondage to sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing I hate. But if I do the very thing I do not want to do, I agree with the law, confessing that the law is good. So now, no longer am I the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. So there's 14 through 17 of Romans chapter 7, Mac. Yeah, and and that that is something that is probably brought up in uh, two out of every sermons, or I'm sorry, two out of every five sermons is the fact that Paul struggled with knowing what to do, but he kept doing it wrong, and he knew it was wrong, but he still kept doing it, and he wasn't able to stop that. Um, And yet he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Bible teaches us that if you have the Holy Spirit fully within you, that there's less likely that you will sin. Now I'm a sinner, and you can you can put me at 
10 on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the worst, or you can put me at 1. But you can't put me at 0. I'm a sinner, no matter what. And so when we talk about sin, we've got to talk about we're talking about everybody. And the first time somebody ever walks up to you and says, well, you know, I think I can live without sin. You, I think I can live without sinning. I mean, I, I can. I know I can. Well, they can't. The Bible says so. But we're going to talk about that a little bit today. All right, so what would be your commentary on those uh, four or three or four verses there, Theo? Okay, Mac, this is a beautiful introduction to this idea because he starts off talking about that the law is good. And so people who are law keepers, that is, uh, people who have been Jewish or people who try to be upright with the law, understand that Paul is not here to criticize the law itself. And that's important. He is not dissing the law. What he is dissing is this nature that we have in us to follow our selfishness, also called our flesh. So let me see if I can help us put this in perspective. When we were unjustified unbelievers, we had a nature in us that was in sin. We are born with sin, and we have a sinful nature. Then, when Jesus calls us, according to Romans 8.30, and he then justifies us through the gift of faith, then, according to Romans 6, 6, that old sinful nature dies figuratively with Christ. And it is resurrected figuratively with Christ. And then a person has a new self, a new self. Now, what was the old self? The old self was a sin nature that was under the mastery of sin. That's that's a very important word, under the mastery of sin. In other words, the sinner was not able to escape sinning because it was the master. What happened when the person is justified is that that old self, which is under the mastery of sin, uh, dies with Christ. It's dead. But reemerges then, just as as Jesus reemerged, is a new self. And this new self is no longer under the mastery of sin. It is now under the mastery of the Holy Spirit. All right, now... That has changed. Now, let me say one other thing, Matt. All right. That old self, that uh, selfish, fleshy old self, though, is still present in the newly justified believer. It is still present. And it has authority to try to influence the new believer. Okay, let's unpack that for a minute. So the theory that I, or the way I see the Bible, and the way I see it isn't any better or worse, 
than most people who study the Bible. It's just the way we hear it. God be the glory when we can all agree on something, because I know he's going to dance a jig. But I said earlier that if you have the Holy Spirit fully in you, and maybe and the operative word here is fully, then it's very hard for Satan and his demons to get in and cause us to sin. Would you agree with that? How would you unpack that single statement? Okay, Mac, that's a very good statement to discuss. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, first of Make all, sure you tip your waiters and waitresses. <laughs> yeah, I, I expect a 30% bonus after that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, the, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we haven't gotten to Chapter 8 yet, is basically a binary thing. The Holy Spirit is either in you or it's not. There's no, there's no amount that sort of gets up to the level where they all, all of a sudden finally you've arrived. The Romans chapter 8, uh, verse 9 says, However, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. So, Mac, what I'm saying is when you are justified... You either, uh, well, when you're justified, you then have an indwelling Holy Spirit. There's not a quantity or uh, amount of Holy Spirit. We're talking, you just either have it or you don't. It's binary, as they would say. It's either on or off. So when I use the... what happens when you're justified. When I use the term fully, that's an incorrect term. Uh, And I always compare it, uh, I always compare being a Christian is like being pregnant. You are or you're not, and there's not a good enough Christian, and there certainly is not a bad Christian. You are and you're not, or you are or you're not. So when you have, I'm asking the question now, sorry, Theo, when the Holy Spirit is within us, that's all there is. We've got 110% of him. We have 110% of what we need to be justified, Mac. But we got the Holy Spirit, you are justified. But we still can choose to sin. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely we can choose to sin because we still have, as I mentioned earlier, the, the lingering, uh, doggedly staying with us flesh that was a part of our old self. The difference is, though, now this lingering flesh is not our master anymore. It's not our master it is a it is a, it is authoritative in in the sense that uh, it almost uh, be be like uh, an addiction, so to speak. I mean, uh, nicotine addiction. It, it's 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 there. It isn't your master, but it sure is authoritative, and it's always going to be with the believers, the justified believers, until they die. So it's authoritative, but it's no longer a master. The Spirit is now the master once you are indwelt with the Holy Spirit. But, well, wait, hold on. Let me back up. One word. I still got to back up. Boy, am I weak. Um, okay. Um, we sometimes choose to sin, and sometimes we just sin. And um, as we move on through this seventh chapter, in fact, 
the next few uh, verses are 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 where I find that theory, and uh, we're not going to get into that theory today, but we are going to get into that tomorrow because we are coming to the point where, um, uh, as you say, Theo, the rubber is going to hit the road when it comes to Romans. Well, Mac, uh, let me give you something to think about then overnight. All right. Uh, Romans six sixteen describes this very struggle that you just described. You want me to read it? Romans six sixteen. Yeah, go ahead. It's, it says, "Do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin resulting in death, or of obedience resulting in righteousness?" So right there, Mac, what it's saying is, I'm a justified believer, but I still have, uh, if you will, the free will to choose sin or to choose obedience resulting in righteousness. Right there it is. We can still choose, even though we are indwelt with the Holy Spirit. And that's why Romans 6, 7, and 8 is so important in understanding this process of sanctification. Uh, let me give you another example. Well, ta- hold on to that. Go ahead. Well, go ahead real quick. Okay. Well, uh, uh, Romans 6.13, uh, do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. There again, you see that ability for us, our free will, if you want to call it, to choose, even though we're now indwelt with the Holy Spirit, between sin and righteousness. I want to thank DivineTruthChristianStore.com, where anybody in the world can order the finest things in Christian reading, gifts, and more. And thanks for listening to The View from a Pew.